Shalom. This is Reb Yar Ben Emmett with another exciting podcast edition for the Torah Watchman Show, now incorporated. Yes, you heard me right. I'm incorporated. That means I'm legal, legally certified. Yes, to get out the truth to you, the Emmett truth to you, as soon as I hear it. There's so many controversial things out in the world today. It, it takes you in a whirlwind, literally, of confusion, trying to figure out what, who's speaking the truth, who's speaking the lies, who's in the middle between the two, still indecisive to really go to the truth, right? There's so much propaganda out there. Israel is not exempt from propaganda, okay? There's so much confusion about what's happening in Israel today in Tel Aviv. There are thousands and thousands of, of protesters in Tel Aviv. Um, they say that these protests in numbers are much larger than they've been in many, many years of, of recent memory. But what are they protesting about? You hear, you see pictures all the time, and in all the Twitter feeds and everything else and social media, you see this big unrest going on in Tel Aviv. Why? Since Benjamin Netanyahu, the, the prime minister, has been the longest standing prime minister in is Israel's history, the most popular um, prime minister ever, a big friend to America, a big friend to our military and our joint efforts to control and mitigate international terrorism at large and keep Iran in check. But what's happening? What are they protesting about? I found, I found a, a, a synopsis of the problem statement and a roundtable agreement of what, what judicial reform means and what it isn't and why these people have decided to leave their jobs and protest out in the streets in Tel Aviv for judicial reform. But here, here's, um, here's uh, my outtake on this. Judicial Reform 101, what you need to know about the protests in Israel, okay? Now these people, the ten, uh, maybe 10,000 people, you know that Martin Luther King Jr. changed the landscape of, of of civil rights, um, of racism, and how we view race and everything else in our country uh, in 1964. Uh, he took a thousand people and marched on the, ca- uh, the public capitol building in Washington, D.C., and there was landmark legislation that came out of that. That's what he was fighting for. But what are these thousands of people fighting for? Well, there's critics on both sides that they should go home, and there's critics on the other side that said more people should go out in the street and protest. Okay, judicial reform is not something brand new since Benjamin Netanyahu won over his coalition government uh, with the MKs, a member of the Knesset, uh, with a solid right-wing, Torah-centered um, uh, religious uh, anchor there that Israel is returning back to its root, true roots, why Israel was found in the first place, a safe haven for, for uh, observant Jews, that were murdered in the Holocaust, so they were too Jewish for the Nazi Nazi Third Reich. So these protesters out there, they have reasons to protest. Okay, I don't want to. I'm not here to demonize them. They're my Jewish brothers and sisters. They're angry. They're upset. Uh, they're waving the Israeli flag. I guess that that is their banner of truth. But let's talk about what the real truth is. Again, judicial reform in the Supreme Court is something that the both the left and right. And the independents there, uh, they're not the same political party, but by any stretch of imagination, it's America. Uh, but they, they, um, they have a legitimate right to go out and protest. They have a freedom of protest because Israel is the only democracy, per se, in the Middle East. Okay? <clears throat> so you have these big, uh, big protests here. And who's funding this? Well, who knows? Maybe George Soros is funding this. 
definitely the big tech uh, technology groups in Tel Aviv, uh, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, uh, IBM, uh, many others there, uh, Microsoft that are there. Um, they feel, they generally feel, and I'm, I'm, I will emphasize feelings, emotional feelings, maybe irrational at times, why they feel that their conscience is being taken away from them. They are protesting and fighting for their feeling and their worldview of what democracy is and their mind, in their minds, okay? But let's, let's summarize exactly what Benjamin Netanyahu is actually brought before the Knesset to be voted on, okay? And is this, these things are, were, are scheduled to be voted on very soon. And uh, President Herzog actually have a five-point plan. Before I get to that, uh, first of all, this is what the key issues why thousands of Jews and non-Jews alike are protesting against uh, the Benjamin Netanyahu coalition government as it is today, okay? There's an override clause, okay? Um, quickly, the Israeli parliament, a Knesset, would be able to override a Supreme Court decisions with a simple majority of 61 votes out of the total 120 seat Knesset. Does that sound extreme to you? Okay. Number two, the appointment of judges. The reforms would change how Supreme Court justices are selected, essentially giving them ru the ruling government coalition control of appointing them. Today, judges are chosen by a committee of nine members. Uh, this was confusing at first for me. I had to research this. This is what I'm getting out to you. Uh, three Supreme Court judges, including the High Court President, two representatives of the Israeli uh, Bar Association, and the four members who were elected representative, two ministers, and two Knesset members. Okay? If these reforms are passed, this is what you expect to be happening. The two representatives from the Israeli Bar Association, that's the legal, legal organization that we're talking about, would be replaced by two public representatives who are chosen by the justice minister. This would give the sitting government a majority of the vote for selecting judges, okay? Now, I'm an American um, Hasidic Jew uh, living in the Washington, D.C. area, and I have to compare apples and oranges, how our government framework is. You know, we have, uh, we have divided government. Uh, we have the executive branch. You know, we have the rep representative uh, legislature of Congress and the House. Of course, we have our own Supreme Court there, too, that codifies all the different disputes among 50 states that could be possibly rise, uh, risen uh, to a, a legal dispute uh, filed all the way up to the circuit court to the Supreme Court. So I'm comparing uh, what's, what this being proposed here in the judicial form to what we already have written down in our Constitution. Remember, Israel does not have a written constitution. They have a high-level so-called natural law that was formed uh, primarily by a lot of secular Zionists in 1948, uh, the law of return and other things like this. Uh, they do not go into detail of what codifies civil rights for Jews and things of this nature, okay? Very high level. So this is why these disputes rise. And that's why you have a Supreme Court that's pretty much as out as as way out there and and almost godlike a ruling like a like a president like President Biden has an executive branch. They are acting both in the um, the Department of Justice and judicial branch, this so-called blind lady of truth, measuring truth, and they're also acting um, with the with a very strong uh, right hand as the executive branch, like a president. Okay. So moving forward here, keep in mind 
This is a reform that's been pushed quite some time as far as how judges are appointed. Uh, like I just mentioned here, these things did not come, um, <clears throat> did not come um, uh, just out of nowhere, you know, uh, out of secret or something, or hiding in skeletons in a closet, just because Netanyahu is prime minister again, okay? These things have been on the table for at least a decade. There's been abuses both in the Knesset and both abuses more so, I would say, in the Supreme Court. I do not like the way the Supreme Court has been organized and structured um, compared to our Supreme Court here that's relatively passive. The Supreme Court in Israel is very aggressive at times. Okay, how about term limits, okay? Earlier retirement ages for justices, okay? Right now, uh, the Israeli Supreme Court has 15 judges. Seems like a lot. Okay. Once appointed, judges serve until retirement at age 70, or until they die, or unless they are removed and, and choose to resign from, from office. The judicial reforms would lower the age of retirement for Supreme Court to Justice 67. So we're going from 70 to 67. Is this really worth 10,000 people protesting in Tel Aviv? You tell me. I'm not trying to give you my opinion. But you know, Supreme Court justices are appointed by the president, elected president, of the United States and, and, and his or her term of office. Um, they are recommended a uh, new candidate, the Supreme Court dies or retires or something like that. Uh, the President of the United States at that time will appoint a Supreme Court candidate, a candidate to be a Supreme Court judge, <coughs> and they have to be ratified through Congress, okay? That's how it works in America, but not so in, in Israel. Stay with me, please. Uh, if enacted, this move would require four out of 15 currently serving judges to step aside because they're up they pass up to the age of 70 or higher okay so this would mean that a new government would be able to fill those places with its own selections according to the rules of the new judicial form this is the devil in the details really okay instead of ha having a logging legal bar group organization there that does all the pick Pick and choosing of the Supreme, of Supreme Court uh, judges who are not actually voted on whatsoever. Now you have Knesset having some sort of uh, uh, feedback or input or contributor there, like stakeholders, uh, who who actually represent the will of the people in Israel. They really are. A member of Knesset does not become a member unless they win through the electoral process, okay? Just think about that a little bit. Okay, number four, the test of reasonability. It's a very odd term here. I'm not sure what the word in reasonability in Hebrew is. To bear with me, the Supreme Court would no longer be able to judge Knesset legislation, appointments, or other government decisions on the grounds of reasonability. So, in other words, if the Knesset recommends um, X number of Supreme, Supreme new candidates for Supreme Court justices, because you have three that reach age 67 uh, and they must resign, uh, the rest of the Supreme Court cannot judge as unreasonable because the Knesset thinks it's reasonable in their own opinion. Um, last month, the Supreme Court decided to rule that the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's appointment of Arya Dari, head of the Shah's party, uh, this is the ultra-Orthodox uh, group of, of religious far-right Jews there, as a minister was highly unreasonable due to the past criminal conviction. I don't know what these criminal convictions are, to tell you the truth. If the Supreme Court hadn't done that, Derry, who was convicted of fraud and corruption, would currently be serving as a minister in the Israeli government. Okay? 
So you may say if someone is coming from a criminal background, they should not be considered um, <clears throat> considered for as a Supreme Court justice or any other high-level political office there. In 2007, when the Supreme Court ruled that the government's decision not to reinforce classrooms, this was a big issue, and Sotorot uh, against missile attacks was unreasonable, Sotorot is a southern Israeli town that borders the Gaza Strip, and the local residents only have about 15 seconds to reach bomb shelters, okay? You can imagine, you got missiles flying, you have the Claxons going off, the giant boars going off, and you have 15 seconds to find shelter. Well, local residents only only had that 15 seconds to fix bomb shelters, think about women and children, which is why the Supreme Court said it would be unreasonable to expect the entire classrooms to be able to run to a bomb shelter in that time attack. So, <clears throat> so the court ordered then Prime Minister Ahud Alman to immediately, immediately reinforce the schools. And of course, they... Uh, um, Ahud Ahmed did not like um, a police force or the perception of police force before um, the Arabs there uh, be able to, uh, you know, that might entice them to more violence. Number five, Greenies conclusion, legal advisors. The plan also includes changing the law so that the government ministers will be able to appoint their own advisors, which is not uh, their authority currently, okay? So what is their authority who knows? They choose their own authority. They choose essentially their own appointments today without this reform legislation going through. Today, ministers get counsel from advisors operating under the Justice Ministry, aka the Judiciary. <clears throat> so you see a feedback loop here, okay? These reforms would mean that the government legal advisors would be also lose the ability to make binding decisions and would only be able to issue advice each minister has a legal advisor who says that says what is legal and what is not according to the law. This is basic law. And the current uh, government argues that the legal advisors who are appointed by the judiciary are biased. Okay? Biased. Now, what do the protesters uh, believe? What judicial form uh, will, will result in that's so negative for them to leave their jobs and protest out in the street? Well, first of all, this is very telling, and please listen. They say that judicial reform is all about Netanyahu, who is on a mission to evade conviction in his ongoing corruption trials and wants to do so by using his own government to override Supreme Court ruling that may go against his desires. Folks, this is overtly political and biased for that statement to be said. Benjamin Netanyahu would not be able to legally be elected as proposed by his coalition um, majority to be prime minister and be recommended by the president of Israel, okay, if he, if he had outstanding serious criminal things. Uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu, I don't agree with him. I don't agree with his views on Samaria and Judea, refusing to annex these areas and protecting the Jews. But listen, it's the best thing we have, the only thing we have to stand up against uh, the radical imams and Iran and the Hezbollah and, uh, and, and Syria and Lebanon and Hamas and Gaza and all the mess and uh, throughout Samaria with Mahmoud Abbas and the Fatah party and the radical Palestinian terrorists there. It's the only thing we have there. But they're saying that Netanyahu is trying to evade indictments. Does this sound like Donald Trump to you? Okay, if you're an American Jew, I hope you listen to me. Compare apples and oranges. Think about all the impeachment 
false impeachment, propaganda, Russian collusion, delusion, everything else against Trump, trying to get him in office, the January 6th um, insurrection uh, are all the fake and all the things, things we're finding out every day that is not what you think it is, and trying to indict um, Trump and keep him legally from being president again, this same thing sounds like to me, it smells rotten, you know, uh, like Netanyahu. Uh, these, these people seem to me, and I'm not there, I'm sorry, I admit that, and I may be wrong, but this sounds like the blue and white party all over again there, the, the liberal, liberal, progressive socialist there, the academia, most of these protesters come from academia, professors, teachers, uh, people working for technology businesses and things of that nature, they're afraid they're going to lose investment. They're afraid that if this is passed, that internationally, Israel's going to lose a lot of its investments from other companies. Well, folks, I don't think that's happening anytime soon because the world needs Israel's investments more than Israel needs their investment. That's my opinion here. But as far as the judicial reform, who's wrong or for, uh, who's right? Well, uh, again, I've told you that that uh, President Herzog wants to have a five-point plan, and I really uh, believe uh, this is going to bring the end to this protesting. Uh, essentially, uh, I don't want to read all this to you, but essentially he takes a subset of the total proposal for judicial reform and narrows it down and compromises some, uh, some of the initial statements. For instance, Herzog wants to ease the judicial burden on judges. The judge-to-citizen ratio in Israel is very low compared to the OECD countries, and there must be more done to help ease the amount of work that judges have. So in other words, they cannot get to court cases on a timely basis. Oh, there would be greater efficacy brought to the judicial system to help increase public confidence in the court. Okay, listen, there are legal gripes and complaints, legal issues like the so-called criminal indictment uh, of Netanyahu and all this that goes up to the Supreme Court. I've seen some most outrageous decisions made by the Israeli Supreme Court in the past. For instance, if you have someone uh, running for political office like an MK, and because they're they're roughly tied to the outlaw cock party, you know, Rabbi Kahan, uh, the Supreme Court says this person, even though it's elected by a majority of Israelis um, to be an MK, or at least to participate in the electoral process, they say they can't participate, but they allow an Arab with a with a background in terrorism to be able to run. Um, you know, you have people, you have some people in the Supreme Court, and I've heard a, rab, a chief rabbi said this, a Sephardi rabbi said this, that one, one of the um, older uh, Supreme Court judges, I can't remember his name, doesn't even know the Shema prayer, and he's a Jew. I mean, these people are secular. These people are an Ivy Tower syndrome. I don't know if they're uh, egomaniacs. I don't know, but they don't care about the religious needs of Israel. They don't care about having a a um, a uh, Hamas-free hospital environment for Jews around Passover. They don't care about um, out-of-control illegals and squatters throughout the A, B, and C areas in Samaria. They don't care about the squatters in the Gab. They don't really do that. They are overtly political, in my opinion, and I'm going in opinion right now. Uh, listen, judicial reform is not necessarily a bad thing. It won't bring the end of Israel. Listen, they're just cleaning up their business. The Supreme Court, because the President Herzog is pretty much a puppet. He's a, he's, he's a placeholder for the, for the ancient um, uh, British Empire's parliamentary system that they don't even use anymore. 
They do not have a written constitution. They do not have a bill of rights. They don't have civil rights for Jews. They, they can't even enforce the death penalty anymore for all these terrorists, the Arab terrorists who go out and commit premeditated murder against Jews. Um, they, all these disputes and everything else, the Supreme Court pretty much has, has almost godfather power in Israel to overrule much of the Knesset legislation. What if, the, um, what if Benjamin Netanyahu actually said, I want to annex currently Jewish controlled areas throughout Judea and Samaria? Okay, and then they win Greek uh, a group consensus and a majority rules in the Knesset, and then a Supreme Court judge says, this is unreasonable. This is what's happening. Compared to the Supreme Court in the United States, where the Supreme Court and how it's structured uh, in its past history of ruling in Israel. Listen, I've always spent 20 minutes of your time. Your time is precious to me. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to Yara Ben Emmet. I love you all, no matter who you are, Jew or Gentile, whatever, you're Jewish or whatever, I care about you. I will not spend this time and effort to read and research and find these compelling uh, uh, analysis that's necessary to get the truth out to you and a, a huge amount of chaos and confusion that's out there. God bless you. Shalom Aleichem. Rabbi Ben Emmett signing out. Remember to share the wealth of knowledge and love and truth to so everyone's willing to hear it. If they are resisted it to embrace the truth, you live that truth and you'll see them come running towards you. Listen, check out my, my videos on YouTube, Word and Board, under Rev Yar Ben Emmett, and be informed. Be, be challenged. Be persuaded to, to not stand off the side, but stand right in front and really let your light shine. Take care.